Now, I've been married for 11 years. We have a normal marriage, which means when we disagree, she wins. <laughs> what we don't ever disagree on is how we're going to leave this planet for our daughter. Are we going to leave it better off or worse? The richest people in this country don't pay their fair share. And when they're asked to, they cry socialism. They use phrases like redistribution of wealth. That scares everybody, and they all run, and they hide. For the record, my campaign is vehemently against the distribution of wealth to the richest Americans by our government. Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event. Had a little, uh, a little uh, Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, passed away on the 41st anniversary of uh, the passing of the King of King of Rock, Mr. Elvis Presley, and uh, we lost her this week. And you know what? I thought you know she has. I looked through her songs and I said she's got a song about uh, Democrats. Chain of fools. So, uh, you know, and you heard uh, uh, George Clooney in there from the movie Ides of March talking of, talking the, the foolish stuff that the Democrats talk. You know, redistribution of wealth. You know, uh, I'm, I'm against distributing wealth to the richest Americans. Guess what? The richest Americans, it was their money. What the Republicans want to do is just let them keep more of it so they can distribute it that in the form of jobs to the to the people that aren't rich and help them create their own riches. Hey, so anyway, there's all kinds of stuff going on. I'm going to go through a whole bunch of it, a whole bunch of it uh, this in the first half today, and in the second half, I'm going to bring Aja Smith on, and we're going to talk about her uh, her campaign for Congress against Mr. Mark DeCano, uh, who needs to go, and uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff and. Uh, but first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located here in Southern California, offices all over the place, lending in California and Arizona. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities, and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night. Toll free, area code 855-640-2020. You know what, uh, and talking about uh, uh, fantastic opportunities, um, for those of you that have been thinking about buying, for those of you that have been thinking about buying, the market has, has softened up quite a bit in the, last, in the last three or four months. And for some reason, with the rates have gone up and the, uh, and the sellers have gotten, just keep seeing the, the prices going up, going up, going up. It's turned into a buyer's market because there's just less people buying for some reason. So if you're thinking about it and you're kind of hemming and hawing, I'll get around to it and let's wait till the kids go back to school or let's do this, let's do that. Seize the moment. Seize the moment because there's less people out there. Less people out there shopping could be an opportunity to uh, get the seller to pay your cost. 
you know, get a get an offer accepted a little under under sales price. You know, the most important thing though is call me first and let's get you pre-qualified so the sellers recognize a uh, pre-qual pre-qualification from uh, Wholesale Capital uh, says it's going to close. So let's go back onto my routine. If you uh, if you want to get information but you don't want to call me because you're stealing time from your boss or you just want to, if you're a millennial and you just want to do this stuff on the computer, go to WCCLoans.com, W-C-C-L-O-A-N-S.com and uh, click on uh, looking for a loan, apply now and put in as much put in as much information as you want to give me. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from me or one of my uh, one of my capable, talented teammates. Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, and we will help you uh, find the missing piece of your uh, real estate financing puzzle. Help you put it all together. Dial in what you're shopping for. Make sure you know. And people go, well, you know, and I'm talking to him. I say, hey, what what payment would you be comfortable with? And they go, well, what do I qualify for? And I go, okay, well, if I can qualify you for like $6,000 a month, are you comfortable? No, 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 no. I don't want to go over $1,800. Okay, that's what I'm looking for. Because I might be able to qualify you for more, but I want to make sure that I, I have you shopping for something that you're comfortable with. And I know if you're shopping for a house to live in, if I say, hey, you can qualify up to 600000 but you really don't want to go over three fifty, dollars um, you walk your wife into uh, the first $600,000 house, she's not going to be happy with the $350,000 house, and you get what you got coming. So uh, not going to be a happy, happy scene at, at your house that night. Um, when she goes, I want this one. We can't afford it. Well, what do you walk her in there for? So anyway, uh, so if you want, if you want to hear any, if you hear any part of this, uh, this show you want repeated, you can hear the podcast at edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net and uh, click on the podcast page and uh, you can hear this show as well as a few past. And uh, you can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can subscribe for free. Have it uh, download to your computer, your uh, your iPad, your phone, whatever you uh, listen to podcasts on, and uh, listen on demand. Um, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about uh, current events all week long, sometimes more more than others. And the show uh, page on Facebook is the is facebook.com slash the main event Ed Hoffman. And uh, one last one last announcement before we start going into the fun stuff. If you hear something that inspires you to uh, to call and leave me a message on your opinion, on my opinions, uh, the listener hotline, which is a place you can record your message, 855-640-2092. All right, so uh, let's talk about stuff that's going on, stuff that's going on this week, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. Um, and some of it was last week. I ran out of time. Last week, Vice President Pence called for the establishment of a space force by 2020 and noted the Department of Defense would be taking steps to reform the military's approach to space. The announcement comes after President Trump said in June that he was directing the Pentagon to immediately begin the process necessary to establish a space force as the sixth branch of the armed forces, which would be uh, Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, and now Space Force. The establishment of new military service would require congressional approval. And this sounds this sounds a lot like what uh, Ronald Reagan talked about uh, back in uh, in the in his days talking about Star Wars and everybody thought he was crazy. But here's what Ronald Reagan said. Let me share with you a vision of the future which offers hope. It is that we embark on a program to counter the awesome Soviet missile threat with measures that are defensive. Let us turn to the very strengths in technology that spawned our great industrial base and that have given us the quality of life we enjoy today. 
What if free people could live secure in the knowledge that their security did not rest upon the threat of instant U.S. retaliation to deter a Soviet attack, that we could intercept and destroy strategic ballistic missiles before they reached our own soil or that of our allies? You know what? Does that sound like common sense or what? 30 years later, what has been done? Not a damn thing. So, uh, you know, everyone thought it was, uh, it, was, it was crazy. The technology today is, would allow this to happen and probably not, not that, that expensive um, as it would have been in the 1980s. So, uh, you know, here we got our, uh, our, our great President Trump is actually making stuff happen. So I'm happy about that. Very happy about that. Um, let's go on to the next subject. Um, you know, White House aide and former reality star Amarosa Manigault Newman has been the talk of talk all over the TV. She left the White House in December in a reportedly contentious fashion. She's finally released her tell-all book, and it contains a number of claims about her time in the White House. The biggest concern of all is that the fact that she recorded General John Kelly firing her in the White House Situation Room. I'm only going to stay for a couple of minutes. These are lawyers. Um, We've got to talk to you about uh, leaving the White House. Um, it's come to my attention uh, over the uh, last few months that there's been some pretty, in my opinion, significant integrity issues related to you and use of government vehicles and some other issues. Um, and uh, they'll 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 walk you through the legal aspects of this. But there is some, uh, uh, <coughs> from my view, there's there's some money issues and other things. But from my view, the integrity issues are very serious. Uh, I'm stuck uh, with my past experience, and that is uh, when we hold the people accountable in the, in the military, I would I compare what I see here at the White House and, and other issues that I've had to deal with and say, what would I do to this, uh, in this case, if I was in the Pentagon dealing with a, a Marine or a soldier or something like that? And, uh, and, and the issue that uh, you may or may not have a full appreciation for, but I think you do, um, this would be a, a pretty high level of, of accountability, meaning a court-martial. Yeah, it's, I, I would say, you know, if you, when you listen to that, say, well, you know what, Amorosa's talking about that she was fired because she's black, but she was on Apprentice. She didn't win. She got fired on The Apprentice. Trump hired her anyway, gave her a number of different jobs, uh, had her work in his campaign, put her in the White House, and... Uh, now she's crying that he's he's a racist and that's why she got fired. I think uh, we're finding out that uh, maybe she just uh, lost a good gig. She took advantage of it and uh, and she's got sour grapes. You know, hell hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Here's what Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley said on behalf of the White House. The very idea that a staff member, a former staff member, would go into the Situation Room and attempt to record someone else shows a complete disregard for national security. And I don't know, uh, I don't know exactly how, uh, how she got her, her phone or whatever she used to record these uh, conversations because she has a couple other ones because um, they, they don't allow recording in there. And, uh, you know, maybe they could should have got some, uh, some advice from Hillary Clinton because I know during the Clinton campaign she didn't let anybody with their phones anywhere around her so she could have all the temper tantrums she wanted didn't have to worry about him popping up on on YouTube somewhere out there. Uh, Amorosa also taped the phone call she had with President Trump that day. 
Marosa, what's going on? I just saw on the news that you're thinking about leaving. What happened? General Kelly, General Kelly came to me and said that you guys wanted me to leave. No, I, I, nobody even told me about it. Well, do I believe that Trump didn't know about it? I don't know. Is it possible? Is it possible that if, if you listen to the rest, rest of the tape, um, there's a part of which uh, General Kelly says, "Hey, you know, this is not the, you know, everybody, everybody in the in the White House staff works for me. It's not, it's not uh, the president's call, and uh, so this is my, this is my doing. And uh, so, do I believe that he didn't tell tell Trump? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Do I believe that Trump said, hey, I didn't know anything about it? Do I believe that? And probably not. But you know what? Um, he's got a lot on his plate than to have to deal with deal with that stuff. There's another clip uh, that came out on Friday morning. So Laura Trump, who's Eric's wife, was talking to her later that day after she got let go, offering to say, hey, you know, we're, you know, there were. Uh, offering her a job to work with the campaign on re-election. Hey, you got out of the White House doesn't mean we don't care about you. We realize you're not your friend. We're not our friend. Offered her like a fifteen thousand dollar a year uh, a month uh, job to go out there and speak on behalf of the Trump campaign and be a positive be a positive force. And of course, she taped that as well. And uh, you know, Laura issued a uh, issued a uh, a statement on Friday morning saying, Hey, you know what? Uh, this was a, this was an offer because we had, we had concern for her and we didn't want her to be, you know, just because you, you can't be in the white house doesn't mean that you're not part of our, our family here. And, uh, and what did she do? Well, pull the race card, pull the race card and, and try to make everything look cool. Look, you're offering me a $15,000 a month job. And I know that, uh, when I heard the tape mysteriously, she cut out all her responses. She only put what Laura, what Laura sent what she said and there's some places where she stopped and then they clipped it in and you could tell that you know hey probably Amorosa had a uh, had a response to it but she left that part out so uh i think uh Amorosa is basically not very credible uh, to put it nicely um on meet the press sunday Amorosa spoke about the claim in her book that a tape exists of trump using the n-word while filming the apprentice but conveniently no one has released it and the people she claims to know about it are denying that it exists. Did you hear the tape? Or did you hear a description of the tape? After I closed the book, I had an opportunity to go out in Los Angeles and sit down with the person who actually has a copy of the tape. And I heard his voice as clear as you and I are sitting You here. have heard the tape? I have heard Since the publication tape. of this book? Absolutely. So you know it exists? And I know it exists. And what I regret is that these people are probably trying to leverage it as this October surprise. I don't want to be a part of that. But I have heard for two years that it existed, and once I heard it for myself, it was confirmed what I feared the most, that Donald Trump is a con and has been masquerading as someone who is actually open to engaging with diverse communities. But when he talks that way, the way he did on this tape, it confirmed that he is truly a racist. Why didn't you get that in your book? close too soon and I have been tracking tracking this person is so afraid because of the forces who are working to keep this tape from coming out I mean we first heard about it in the fall of 2016 got on a conference call with Katrina Pearson mm -hmm. Lynn Patton and Jason Miller 
as you'll see in the book, yeah. and they all suspected that it was true. In fact, Katrina Pearson, the spokeswoman for the campaign, said, oh, he said it. It's true. But she never heard her say it, and she heard him say it, and well, she is, she's denied the Is anecdote. she denying? I mean, she knows I have receipts. She has receipts? She has receipts that say, uh, is that like, you know, brought a receipt? Hey, I went to the grocery store and I bought some stuff. I got some receipts. And it proves that you know that Donald Trump used the N-word. You know, I just think I just think it's sad. I think it's sad that she's doing this stuff. Uh, Omarosa later claimed that the source of the set of the tapes was the Apprentice producer Bill Pruitt. Lynn Patton says that she asked Pruitt, and uh, and Lynn Patton, if some of you remember, she put out a uh, she's a black girl and she works for the uh, for the Trump uh, organization, and I think she worked for part of the Trump uh, Foundation as well. And, uh, and she put out a, put out a YouTube, um, I don't know, uh, early in the, early in the, uh, in the campaign about what the Trump family had done for her. And, you know, there's a, there's a history of the Trump, Trump, uh, organization, uh, hiring women and hiring, uh, African-Americans and hiring African-American women and hiring, you know, that they have, they have a very diverse staff and a very diverse management. I think uh, I think he was also the first person to put a uh, a uh, a woman in charge of a, as a superintendent on a on a, on a high rise building, uh, and you know that he doesn't have a history of not hiring people. You know, if if you're if you're prejudiced and if you're a racist, you don't hire people of of uh, different nationalities in your organization. And so, hey, you know what? Whatever you say, oh, he's a racist. Well, he keeps paying you. He keeps paying you because he he must have saw some some fire and and you know what I th- I see Trump as as here's a guy who says hey you know I don't really care what your qualifications are I don't really care you know I want some fire in the belly I want some, I know what I know what it takes to make it in this uh in this world and you gotta have you gotta have a little uh a little spine you gotta have a little a little uh, fire in your fire in your in your gut and no one will no one will ever uh ever argue that point that Amorosa doesn't have have some fire in her. She's, she's feisty. She wants to fight. And that's what Trump sees in her. And that's why he keeps her around. But you know, Hey, you, if you break the rules, if you break the rules and you happen to be black, then I guess it's a racism thing. And if you break the rules and you're white, then, uh, I guess, uh, you just broke the rules. Uh, at least that's how it works in politics. So anyway, uh, then there's, then there's this Frank Luntz, uh, Frank Luntz, who, you know, he's the, uh, does the focus groups. And uh, I've been to his house a couple times for uh, events, and one time in one of his focus groups on uh, on gun control. And uh, you see him on Fox News and, and CNN and HBO. He's in. Uh, he uh, tweeted. He tweeted. Put. I'm in Amar at Amarosa's book on page 149. She claims to have heard from someone who heard from me that I heard Trump use the N word. Not only is that flat out false, I've never heard such a thing. But Omarosa didn't even make an effort to call or email me to verify. Very shoddy work. You know what? Uh, does that mean uh, she's a liar? I think it does. I don't know. I look at the the uh, definition, and it had a picture of Omarosa in there. So uh, let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, I'm gonna jump over. I'm gonna jump over a subject here to uh, Bruce Orr. Bruce Orr is one of the attorneys at the FBI. Uh, a trove of emails and handwritten notes from the Department of Justice official uh, Bruce Orr exposes the continuous contact and communication between Orr and anti-Trump dossier author 
Christopher Steele. The emails and notes were just released in the last week, and we just heard about it on Friday morning. The emails and notes were written between 2016 and 2017. And uh, I don't know if this was a judicial watch that got this stuff, but it was just released to the uh, oversight committee. Um, just and uh, we heard about it Friday morning. Uh, here's what the emails and notes reveal. Or was in communication with Glenn Simpson, the founder of the embattled research firm Fusion GPS, which was paid by Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee to hire Steele. Okay, this guy is a lawyer for the FBI. The FBI is the Justice Department. They're supposed to be unbiased. Okay, but he's in he's in contact with Glenn Simpson, the founder of Fusion GPS. Or and Steele were on a friendly first name basis. In one of Or's handwritten notes, listed as law enforcement sensitive from May 10th, 2017, he writes, Call with Chris. Okay? Hey, not call with Christopher Steele, call with Chris. Or and Steele talked about their friend James Comey. Steele wrote that he was, quote, very concerned about Comey's firing, afraid they will be exposed. Hmm. Very concerned about Comey's firing, afraid they will be exposed. This call occurred months after the uh, FBI Director James Comey testified before the White House Intelligence Committee and revealed for the first time that the FBI had an open counterintelligence investigation into President Trump's campaign and alleged collusion with Russia. Well, let's see. Steele was connected to the Russians, not Trump. While Steele shopped the dossier to multiple media outlets, he also appeared to ask Orr for help with Russian oligarch Oleg Deripaska after rumors the U.S. might impose sanctions. So, in other words, in other words, the FBI is in collusion with with the Russians through Christopher Steele. We're spending a hell of a lot of money and a hell of a lot of attention on TV with this Mueller investigation to prove that the Trump administration or the Trump campaign was in collusion with the Russians to change the uh, election. You know, when is this BS going to end? No, when you know this is this is what keeps coming out. This investigation keeps turning over stuff that uh, that hey yeah they're showing collusion, but it's Hillary Clinton, it's the Democratic National Committee, and now it's the FBI. I think this is as I've as I've predicted before. This eventually will roll up to Comey, to Loretta Lynch, to Hillary Clinton, and then right to Barack Hussein Obama. President Trump commented after exiting Marine One on Friday about uh, about this. They should be looking at Bruce Orr and his wife Nellie for dealing with, by the way, indirectly Russians. They should be looking at Steele. They should be looking at all these FBI guys who got fired and demoted. Uh, it's a really weird, it, it's, it's not us. It is a rigged witch hunt. I've said it for a long time. I think Bruce Orr is a disgrace. I suspect I'll be taking it away very quickly. I think that Bruce Orr is a disgrace with his wife, Nellie. For him to be in the Justice Department and to be doing what he did, that is a disgrace. Yeah, I would uh, I would say it's a disgrace. And uh, I think it, I think it, what, what I just outlined speaks for itself. And I got uh, about a minute and a half left. I want to just cover this one thing. Uh, some exciting stuff with MSNBC and stuff that's going on with uh, the Democratic Party. And some of you may have been uh, hearing some of this stuff. 
they have an unlikely enemy enemy this week, uh, Nancy Pelosi. On Sunday, Washington Post columnist Jonathan Capehart asked Pelosi whether she would consider allowing another Democrat to take over as a leader in, in the House in light of the fact that 50 Democrat candidates, including nine incumbents, have said they will not support her becoming speaker again. So if they take the, the Congress back, which I doubt, but just in case they do, uh, they've been asking people, hey, would you support Nancy Pelosi to be Speaker of the House if uh, if the Democrats win win the majority? Pelosi responded by doing, and, they, and they're saying, no, they won't. Or 50, 50 Democrats uh, and candidates, including nine incumbents, have said they won't. Pelosi responded by doing what President Trump does, attacking the network's agenda. First of all, uh, let me just say this, and I know NBC has been on a jag of this. This is one of their priorities to undermine my prospects as speaker. But putting that aside, the I have not asked one person for a vote. What's important, and I know better than anybody how important it is for us to win this election, because I see up close and personal what the Republicans and this president are doing. Yeah, Nancy, you need to uh, retire. You need to go back to San Francisco and help clean up some of the feces on the on the uh, on the sidewalks and uh, just go out to pasture. Hey, anyway, I'm out of time for part one of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of sports, weather, traffic, commercials, and uh, we're going to be back and we're going to be talking to uh, uh, Aja Smith, who's running for the 41st district, and it's important whether you live there or not. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. As I say every week, I don't spend a lot of time talking about real estate and finance because uh, you guys don't think it's as fun as listening to Aretha or talking about politics. But if you need some uh, real estate financing, you want to talk to somebody who thinks like you, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855 855- 640-2020 or go to our website, wccloans.com. Hey, so uh, in, let's, in California's 41st district, which is uh, Riverside, Moreno Valley, Paris, Harupa Valley, and uh, I guess Miraloma. 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 Um, we've got, uh, you know, incumbent Mark Takano has been pushing an agenda. Uh, the congressman Mark Takano has been uh, pushing an agenda that's against the best interests of his constituents and the American people since he was elected in 2013, in my opinion. In my opinion, of course. Finally, we have a candidate that's strong enough to take on Takano in November. Uh, Asia Smith. Asia, Aja. I call you Asia because I've, I've always called you Asia, but everybody else calls you Aja. So uh, <clears throat> as long as as long as long uh, your dad named you after Steely Dan album, then you're Asia. Yes. So uh, so Asia got 43% in the primary vote against Takano and, in June and... Basically, just word of mouth, just grassroots. Grassroots, word of mouth, people got out to vote. Okay, and I'd say, hey, if you got 43%, because nobody, people that only had two candidates really didn't put that much effort in the primaries. Exactly. Because save your money to, to put it into the, uh, the general, general election. election. And Lord knows we need it. So, uh, so, Asia, welcome back to the main event. Thank you for having me. And uh, we're happy to have you out there uh, ready to kick Mark DeCano's butt. Hey, for those of you who don't remember who Mark DeCano is, um, he seems to have a very narrow set of interests while serving in Congress. Here's one of his greatest hits. I am Congressman Mark Takano from the great state of California. 
And I'm the first openly gay person of color to be elected to the United States Congress. As a proud Gaysian, I support Hillary Clinton because she is a strong champion for LGBT rights. She will fight to end employment discrimination against LGBT Americans. Well, you know what? Uh, I just, I just based on my experience living in the 41st district, and occasionally I'm outspoken on some things, and occasionally I send a send an email to a congressman, and uh, occasionally I even might even make a phone call. This guy doesn't care about anything if it doesn't have it to do with the gay community. Uh, rather than passing legislation, Takano spends a lot of his time accepting awards given to him simply for being a gay congressman. Since he's been in office, Takano has been awarded Man of the Year of the, at the LA Parade, uh, Pride Parade in the year he was elected, 2013. Gertrude Stein Democratic Justice Award in uh, Washington, D.C. in 17. The Amplify Equality Award in San Francisco in 2018. And he's the chair for the LGBT Political Action Committee uh, equality pack. Uh, Asia, how do any of these things, uh, what do they have to do with representing the people of Western Riverside County? It has absolutely nothing. And because I say that, because I, I look around, I don't, when I walk down the street, especially downtown Riverside, I don't go up to somebody and say, Hey, are you homosexual? Are you gay? What are you? I look at people who want jobs and mm-hmm. I look at the homeless rising on Magnolia. I look at the, the high taxes, the, issues with crime and people want a sustainable good living especially middle class families i don't i don't understand how he thinks that this is such an importance and that's the issue where he's out of touch with his constituents in the district well i think uh i think um across the country uh lgbt represents about 0.42 of one percent right um and with him, him having one 435th of the Congress, um, that's the smallest group with the highest representation ever. And I, as a, as a, uh, as a T, as a, as a, uh, paying taxpayer, as a taxpayer, I think that's called rep- uh, taxation without representation. Yes. Isn't that the basis of the Tea Party? Yes. Back in uh, the Boston uh, Boston Tea Party. Yes. So I think uh, I think we need to do something about that. For those of you who don't know, uh, Asia is a uh, ten years in ten years in the Air Force. Air Force. And uh, I've known I've known uh, Asia and her family since she was a little kid um, when uh, they moved to Marino Valley, and I financed uh, her grandma and uh, got her and her mom and uh, and grandma into into their house. And uh, you know we have someone who. We have someone with common sense. Common sense has a, a that's a patriot that understands conservative values, and will actually represent us. Will you answer the phone? Oh yes. You'll actually respond. Yeah, well, of All course, right. and emails. All right, cool. Because uh, I love social media too. Yeah, Takano hasn't been been doing that. So let's talk about some of the things that Takano has done because. Um, like what Trump did, you know, Trump Trump had Trump. Talk to the people when we elected him in uh, in sixteen, and uh, he pointed out some some areas that were off track. Right, and you know I think and I think I think that's where uh, our previous opponents to Takano have gone wrong, and they're trying to take the high road and say, well, let's let's not get negative. Hey, you know what? There's a lot of negative to this guy. A lot of negative that 
that angers me, and a lot of people just don't know. I got tired of it, too. They don't know, hey, he's a teacher. He's a teacher. He's a nice guy. So, you no, know. His voting record proves wrong. His voting record, um, voting no on a defense spending bill, which we have March Air Reserve Base, that is wrong because they also have pay raises for the men and women who are serving our country. But he is for the veterans and he sits on the VA um, committee as well. And, and, and there's many things in his voting record, giving money to Iran, voting against Kate's law, voting against prison reform. As people need to start looking at his voting record, say this guy is full of it. Yeah, I have a, I have a handful of, uh, of votes that he did. I have one, two, three, four, five. Um, but I know that I know the list is longer, so yes. feel free, feel free to, uh, to, uh, to uh, talk freely when we get in here. Let's talk yes. about a couple a couple of these. Um, uh, like 186 other Democrats, Takano voted against the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2018, which was the budget shutdown in February. Right. Um, he's also voted against some pretty common sense legislation in Congress that really aren't Democrat versus Republican. However, they were sponsored by Republicans, and uh, so therefore he voted against them. Um, first one is H.R. 1865, which allows states and victims to fight online sex trafficking act of 2017. This law prohibits websites uh, that promote prostitution or facilitate sex trafficking, authorizes civil action against websites for participating in promotion or facilitation of prostitution, and holds entities like educational institutions, libraries, computer systems, software companies, and internet service providers responsible for promoting or facilitating prostitution or sex trafficking. Also authorizes victims to recover damages and attorney fees. So in other words, in other words, it, it uh, keeps people from uh, promoting sex on sex and prostitution online. And uh, it passed it passed 388 to 25. So 25 out of 435 um, Congress people voted against it. Mark Takano was one of them who voted against this bill. What does that say about these 25 Democrats? And most importantly, what does that say about Mark Takano? It says for Mark Takano, a teacher for Congress, he doesn't care about children. And that's where a lot of parents need to start looking into his voting record. Why wouldn't you want to punish or have harsh punishments against pedophiles? And that's alarming. When I saw that bill up there, I said, this is alarming. And that should he should be confronted. And people need to call his office, email him, and ask him at his town hall meetings, why did you vote no against this bill? And we are a family community. We have a lot of children. He's And it's really scary. I don't have children, but I care about children. And I know if I was a young child and was a victim, my and you know my grandmother, she would have been oh, yeah. burning down the city. <laughs> so... But with Mark Takano, who says he's for children, he, he wants to advocate for children, but you're going to vote against a bill that protects him, it should be a, a red flag. He puts it, he, uh, he's running as a teacher. Yes. Say, hey, I'm a teacher. What, how long has it been since he was a teacher? I don't think, I, I heard that it's been a very long time that he stepped in the classroom. So for a teacher for Congress to keep that up, when's the last time has he actually taught? Yeah, because a lot of people, they just, you know, you you get name recognition, which is why I want to keep you on the keep your name out there, and especially living in the forty first district, um, Takano's name apparently is is more familiar than the last three people running against him, which right. I don't know why, but or people just look at it and say, what does this guy do for a living? Hey, he's a teacher. Well, he must be a good person because he wants to teach kids. And you see that. <clears throat> He hasn't taught in a long time. He voted for a bill that protects kids. I would really start rethinking about re-voting for him again. Exactly. So let's go to the next one. 
1761, um, Protecting Against Child Exploitation Act of 2017. The bill, bill makes it a federal crime to knowingly produce a visual or live depiction of a minor engaged in sexual explicit conduct. Have a, have a minor assist any other person in producing or transmitting depiction of sexual explicit conduct or as a parent or legal guardian knowingly permit a minor to engage in sexual explicit conduct uh, with knowledge it'll be filmed or photographed. You know what? What kind of people are we trying to, you know, we're trying to say, let's, let's, uh, let's protect against this stuff. And he voted against it. And he voted against it. Right now we have an influx of many children and children being put into sex trafficking and here he is voting against it to protect the kids. I wonder. I wonder what his uh, what his what his uh, response would be to that. He will find something, a little something, to say. Well, I voted against it because he he didn't believe flies on the wall. I I, I don't know. And that's where people need to start confronting him, especially teachers. That those teachers and the teachers' unions need to really look at his voting record and say, Hey, why are you voting against these? bills that protect children and we're giving you funding and that's where people really need to start going up to him and calling him and confronting him on everything that he's voted no yeah i've been trying to uh preach this preach this message that you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to have a a degree in political science no to make right decisions you just need to have common sense and it's common sense and if we're having and if we're having a uh if we're having a bill that's protecting kids. You know what? I understand there's, there's little things in certain bills. Hey, I don't want this because it does this little thing, but what could, what could they put in? Oh, they put in a tax cut for the rich people and, and they stuck a little line in there. That was a tax cut. I have a hard time believing that. I do too. So I do too. Let's go on to the next one. The for, the formerly incarcerated reenter society transformed safely transitioning every per. <laughs> this is a good one. The formerly incarcerated reenter society transformed safely transitioning every person act or first step act. All right. This directs the Department of Justice and Bureau of Prisons to establish a system that will assess the recidivism uh, uh, risk of prisoners to guide housing, grouping, and program assignments to incent to incentivize the reward particip reward participation in recidivism reduction program. So in other words, it's it's uh, it creates a system to to um, analyze what the likelihood that these people are going to go into uh, go back into society and and recommit crimes. Right. Um, it passed 360 to 59. Mark Takano is one of 59 representatives who voted, voted no. What's Takano's explanation for voting against the bill that reduces the risk of prisoners returning to crime? And I, and I'll, and I will, and I will, uh, point out these first three bills that seem like no brainers. Uh, this one's sponsored by Doug Collins of Virginia, a Republican. Um, the, uh, the last two were sponsored by Mike Johnson, a Republican of Louisiana, and the previous one was uh, Ann Wagner, re uh, Republican of Missouri. So pretty much he hates when Republicans put common sense bills on the floor. He votes no. Exactly. And I, and I would think. And that's terrible because you're supposed to work together. We all have our differences when it comes to fiscal responsibility and taxes. But here we're trying to help prisoners. And he ran on prison reform. It's on his website. So why aren't you going along or saying, hey, this is a good idea. We can try to help people not go back to prison by giving them more opportunity of vocational training. And one thing about that bill, it also has for inmates, pregnant women, 
to not have to not be shackled in prison when they go into labor and even after labor. And he's supposed to be for women's rights. How are uh, how are women getting pregnant in? in well, prison? not I, when they when when they get arrested and they're pregnant and they're in prison. Okay, okay. So uh, that conjugal visit thing too for people yeah. I have I have uh, just was uh, brought into. Well, I won't I won't go into that on the I won't go into that into but that he, on the on the radio on this but one. But to me, is you know the president Donald Trump had high praises over this bill and he's going to sign it into law. But Mark Takano seems that because a Republican is doing it, he doesn't like it, mm-hmm. and that needs to stop. Yeah, there's uh, we have to we have to say, on top of being Nancy Pelosi and uh, Maxine and uh, Maxine's uh, puppets, we have to, you know you got to serve the people. Yes, and we're trying to make this we're trying to make America great again. I know that everybody wants all the Democrats want to see Trump fail, but why? Right. And, and he's, he's putting up great <clears throat> bills that are helping Americans. And and I think by 2020, when it's time for re-election, even a lot of the Democrats are going to say, you know what? I wasn't working four years ago, and now I am. And I have more money in my pocket <clears throat> Yep, because of the tax cuts. Exactly. Next one is uh, H.R. 772, the Common Sense Nutrition Disclosure Act. This is a bill to require fast food establishments to provide better nutritional information on their websites. Co-sponsored by over 50 Republicans and five Democrats. Is Mark Ticano so blinded by political bias that he can't get on board for a bill on nutrition just because it was a Republican idea? That goes to show you he hates anything that is common sense, regardless of a Republican, a Republican, maybe independent, I don't know, but he just votes no on anything that serves the people and the constituents. And, uh, I mean, I look at this, I look at this, hey, this is a little extra cost, but you know what? With all the stuff that's going on in our food, and yes. I've been and I've been reading some books on uh, on nutrition and uh, the hidden ingredients. Mm-hmm. And right now they just found Roundup and Cheerios. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, they're pulling them off the market because it was uh, Roundup that was founded in a couple of cereals, which one was Cheerios and Quaker Oats. Unbelievable. Roundup. Unbelievable. I am familiar with Roundup. Yeah, gets rid of the weeds. And I've noticed in our boxes of Cheerios at our house. They've been sitting there for a long time because I don't eat them very often. <clears throat> and there's no weeds coming out. There you go. Unlike the concrete in my backyard with the little cracks and the weeds keep coming out. So I don't know. I don't know. But the uh, it's, just, it's just amazing to me that there's just no... And that's just a little common sense bill that helps everybody. So why wouldn't you get on board with it? At least, hey, if you're concerned about your health, you can go on their website right. and find out, hey, what's what's really in this stuff? What's the ingredients? Otherwise, otherwise you go... Because right now I'm... I'm uh, I'm looking at, hey, you know what, if, if there's any ingredients, if it's not something that came, you know, God made it, you know, a piece of chicken still shaped like a chicken right. or a piece of meat that looks like it got carved up off the meat, if there's anything in a bowl, it's all mixed with stuff, I don't know what's in it, I'm not eating it. Me either. <clears throat> you know, it came out of the ground, take that broccoli and smother it with, uh, some, with some butter and oh. I don't know if cheese, I don't know if cheese goes on my dad, but. Apparently butter is good. It is. So I have a big bowl of butter and I sprinkle broccoli in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it seems to be working. I lost a few pounds. Hey, I might try that. All right. So uh okay, so you recently got into a bit of a Twitter Twitter feud with Takano after he posted a tweet and the tweet said and this is I, I could go on I could I could debate this for a long time. Uh Takano tweets this puts workers aren't seeing their wages rise. College tuition is too expensive. Our infrastructure is crumbling. The Trump administration says Space Force. And this is the man that sits on the Space and Technology Committee. Wouldn't you think he'll be backing this new branch of service? You would think. 
You would it, think, it, and, and, and he sits on a committee for space and technology. I mean, America is great. We put the first men on the moon. Exactly. And and when I saw that tweet, I said, of course, college is expensive because you had Janet Napolitano hiding one hundred and seventy four million dollars and asking for more money. So college college prices go up. He didn't say anything to her. Our infrastructure is crumbling. Of course it is because he supports the gas tax. And then also he is so out of touch of anything that goes on here in this whole entire district. And I think he just out of touch of anything that's going on, period. Well, what, and, the, what the, um, what, what his followers, all Democrats don't understand is, Hey, you know what? Uh, wages, workers aren't seeing their wages rise. They are. They are rising, and not, they're saving not, money. And not not in every not in every area because it's got to trickle down. Yes. Say, so, hey, you know, the tax the tax changes went into effect this seven year. months ago. So exactly. how how it's, long how long? Well, it's not happening yet. Well, it's and that's the problem with opposition. I ate one. And that's meal. the problem, and you won't see until next year's tax returns. Mm-hmm. I ate one meal of uh, of uh, chicken and broccoli, and I didn't lose any weight. I give up on my diet. I give up. I didn't lose 20 pounds in one setting. Exactly. So I'm saying, you know, it, people get, need to be able to Pe- see, see past the end of the week. People need to be patient and it won't happen overnight, but it's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. But one thing about Mark Takano and his followers and his supporters and Nancy Pelosi, if they don't see it happening now, it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. But we learned out with Ronald Reagan that trickle down does work. Absolutely. And and no matter how many times that uh, uh, Hillary says it doesn't, it does. It does work. It's just not waterfall down. Hey, uh, let me uh, talk to you about some stuff in the news. And we talked about this in the first half. Um, we know you support President Trump. Uh, what do you say about some of the claims made by Amorosa, whatever her name is, the the girl from uh, the Apprentice, from the Apprentice, and worked in the White House for a year? Uh, do you think she has any credibility? No, I I follow her. Well, I first saw her on the Apprentice. I said, "Wow, this lady is very bold and outspoken." Of course, she got fired a couple of times, but the president saw something in her. I guess maybe he said, "You know, she's bold. She she's a fighter." I'm going to still help her. And he took her to the White House and gave her a good position. But she abused him and she used him. And I tell people, every time I see her story on TV, I turn it. Because I don't even want to give the TV those ratings Mm -hmm. and give her any more popularity. Right now, what we have to focus on is keeping the House of Representatives. And plus, we have the Mueller um, trial that I'm waiting for, too, to see how that's going to happen. See how uh, Paul Manafort does. I I was so hoping they would come up with an acquittal before we went on to to record today. Because, you know, after the first two days of... of, uh, of deliberation, they're talking, uh, hey, what's the definition of reasonable doubt? Can we get some clar- clarity on that? Which to me says, you know, all these all these people saying, hey, you know, you got all these indictments. Well, you know, you got 12 indictments and eight of them are Russian people that are never going to come back here. No. And the, uh, the rest of them are just BS. But and- Am- the Amorosa thing is all hype for ratings. And, and TV does that. The news does that. I, it reminds me of 1984 Newspeak. So I, I don't entertain it. All right, so uh, you received forty-three percent of the vote in the primary. How can uh, how can everyone listening, whether they're in the forty-first district or Ken Calvert's district in the forty-second, or Paul Cook's in the eighth district or the thirty-first district, where we hope uh, Sean Flynn will beat uh, Pete Aguilar, yes. or the district uh, or a district in L.A., Orange County, or San Diego, because it's so important. You know, hey, this is my district. This is your district. 
this is our Congress. We need to help people get in. How can they help? They can help by donating. Go on my website, www.aja, A-J-A-4, F-O-R, congress.com. You can even sign up if you want to become a volunteer to help out, go walking, make phone banking, phone calls. We appreciate every grassroots because right now is boots on the ground. And that's how we're going to win California back. Yeah, we need to we need to get the the word around, which means yes. all you people listening need to not be quiet, not be quiet. I know we don't have Thanksgiving dinner before the election, so you need to uh, you need to uh, during uh, your Labor Day picnics, you need to be talking to your family, talking to your yes. neighbors, and uh, and say Aja Smith is who we who we uh, want to put in there. Uh, Asia Smith will become the second African American Republican woman to serve in Congress. Alongside Utah's Mia Love, who, yes, I, I, who I love her. I love her, too. And uh, she's awesome, and I know you're going to be awesome. Um, we're going to do a fundraiser at our office um, probably the second week of uh, of September. So Perfect. if you if you guys want to come out and meet Asia at our, at our office in Reno Valley, uh, shoot me an email at edhoffman at wccloans.com. Or go on, go on the website, or Twitter me, or something, and we'll, uh, and we'll, uh, and we'll, we'll get you the information on it. Perfect. And, uh, yes, come, out, come on come out. out. And uh, you need some money. Yes, because it's going to cost. It's um, the filing fees in California are extremely high, so a lot of the money that I had to raise and every, I had to give it to the state of California to me is ridiculous. I'm going to be probably challenging the state of California because they will not let me put veteran for my ballot designation. But they'll let uh, Bullet Tacano put teacher. teacher. So you know what? Hey, you know what? If you can't afford to give out five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks, uh, well, if you can, uh, go to AjaSmithForCongress.com.com.com com. Dot com and uh, and donate or come out to our office uh, to our fundraiser. Um, if you can afford to give ten bucks, go work. on, go on. That'll we need work. to get her some uh, some signs and some recognition or yes. volunteer if you don't have the money but you have the time. Do it. We need to get off our butts and go out and vote and turn California and this country red. red. Hey, we're out of time for this Thank episode you. of the main event. Aja, thanks for thanks for joining us on the main event once more. Thank you so much. And uh, great luck in November. Yes, we're going to do it. All right. Thanks for listening to the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman. We'll be back again with you next week. The views expressed on this program are Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747. NMLS 9873 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB Number 09619.